Hey everyone, I'm Rob Scott from UC Today, bringing you all the latest news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration space. So today I'm joined by Aziz Caravella, the founder and principal analyst at ZK Research. And we're going to be discussing the recent Mitel and Ring Central partnership. Welcome, Ziz. Yeah, thanks, Rob. And, uh, you know, it's never a dull moment in this communication industry, is it? There's always seems like there's something going on. I know, I know. This is big news this week. Isn't it? I mean, it's come out just this week. Um, so, Mitel has signed a partnership deal with Ring Central to resell its leading UCAS platform. Is, is that how you would put it, Ziz? Resell? Is that the right word? Um, it, it is. It's it's the partner in resell. It's to, to leverage Ring Central's uh, cloud communications backend uh, and offer that up to the Mitel customers. And of course, this completes the world domination tour by Ring Central. They've now cut partnerships with Avaya, ATOS, ALE, and now Mitel. And so the only traditional vendors out there that haven't partnered with them are NEC, Cisco, Microsoft. I don't think you'll see Cisco, Microsoft doing that. And NEC partners with Intermedia. So I think they've uh, they've done a pretty nice roll up here. So. It, yeah, it's it's amazing. It feels a little bit like Ford reselling Tesla cars. Uh, you know, I don't know whether that's a good analogy or a bad one, but um, you know, it, effectively, um, you know, Mitel and like the likes of Avaya and Alcatel and Enterprise are you know reselling a competitor's product. I mean, is that is that a fair statement? Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes and no. Uh, what it does is it provides um, the customer base of those companies a path to a true cloud platform. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, this is sort of, um, you know, this is crossing the chasm, right? It's, it's been very difficult for those traditional vendors to continue the innovation in their massive on-prem base, right? Because there's still a lot of customers using those traditional products. Um, but then also be able to throw the investment dollars into the cloud backend. And so it, it's becoming pretty apparent that there's a, a real gap being created here in the have-nots and haves of cloud, right? You look at the lead that Ring Central has. If Mitel or Avaya or the Elkhorn Frag go toe-to-toe with Ring, I think they'd lose a lot of those deals. And so instead of leaving their customers in a position where they have to either uh, drop their incumbent vendor, in this case, Mitel, or use a competitor product, they're actually providing a path to that product. And so there's it, when these deals first started happening, I was a little negative on them, but I've warmed up to them because I realized in a lot of ways, that this is the, the fastest, best way those companies can provide their customer base a path to the cloud. And so Ring Central ones have been a net winner in it, but I also think it allows those other companies like Mitel to be able to focus on what they do best and, and be able to you know, help their customers transition to cloud. So, so when we look at Mitel specifically, they have had UCAS for a number of years. I mean, they've they've they they acquired this, you know the Shortel you know, cloud oh. platform and the Telepo platform. You know, so for, what's uh, what's different? Why, why why go Ring Central for for UCAS? Yeah, I I think this is a case where Mitel was really had a foot in both worlds, right? They were trying to, you know, because the, the Mitel base, um, there is a large install base of on-prem still on the pre-call I had with them. There's 34 million seats still uh, that are on-prem. So they are still trying to drive innovation to that. They've been trying to, I think with the Shortel acquisition, um, that platform was built when this 
vision of cloud was still in its infancy. So if you can think of what the short haul product is, it was really a big PBX in the sky, right? It wasn't a true cloud native platform. And so for Mitel to be able to take that platform then and then re-engineer it to be cloud native would have been a significant amount of work. And I think what they were finding is the gap between what their cloud was and what the competitive field was, was growing wider. And so I think that they decided to, you know, obviously to sunset that product and, and, and go with Ring Central as their partner, who, if you look on the MQ, right, they're, they're the, they're the vendor, you know, as far as cloud calling goes and certainly in the cloud UC space. So it gives, it, it gives them uh, the ability to sell the market leading product without putting their customer base at risk. So, um, they're, they're able to keep it there. But to, to add to, to your question, I think the, the, the acquisition of short, short and, um, I think was supposed to be the foundation, but I do think that it will require a pretty significant amount of money to get it to, to be truly cloud native. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And it, yeah. in terms of, um, you know, Mitel's existing bank. So there's, a, as you said, there's a lot of on-prem solutions out there. Uh, I, I'm sure quite a bit of that has been, has gone hybrid as well. Um, but if they're bringing Ring Central into the portfolio, what's in it for the customer? And how is that good? Are they going to integrate the Mitel products, do you think, with the Ring Central platform? Because uh, ultimately, we want to keep those customers, uh, Mitel customers, don't they? Yeah, so this is this is sort of an interesting play for Mitel, right? So from a Mitel, if you're a Mitel customer and you've got Ring Central knocking on your door, you've got to decide, do I want to stay with Mitel or do I want to hot cut everything over to Ring Central? And that can be pretty disruptive for the business. Through this partnership using the Mitel CloudLink program, which is actually a very cool product that enables companies to continue to use their traditional on-prem for calling or whatever other capabilities it's been used for, but then bridge to Ring Central and use that as their cloud platform. And so this creates a very um, uh, pragmatic way of moving to the cloud. And so customers now can choose to uh, stay, you know, and and uh, and uh, um, get as much, you know, squeeze as much life as they can out of the on-prem solution. And then use the Ring product for a lot of the modernized capabilities, chat and video and things like that. And so, it in some ways it helps my Mitel slow down that churn of their on-prem seeds to cloud. It removes the disruption from their customer base, but it gives Ring a foot in that camp as well. And so, in a lot of ways, you could look at this as you know a win-win-win scenario because Mitel yeah. gets to keep their base, keep their hand there. And you're right, I, a big part of this was the work Mitel will be doing with Ring Central to make sure that all the Mitel endpoints actually work on the Ring Central platform. And that creates sort of another unique opportunity for Mitel because they're right now Ring sells primarily Poly and Galing. And Mitel, I think, has a better portfolio of devices than both of those companies. And they'll actually now be able to sell their handsets and you know video devices into non the non-Mitel base just as a a standard off-the-shelf um, uh, IP phone, so that 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 creates an additional kind of opportunity that's never not really been discussed in the news I saw, but that that is kind of interesting from my call perspective. And but to answer your question from the from the customer point of view, it gives them the opportunity to migrate the cloud at their own pace without being forced to either do you know in an all-or-nothing scenario, which is the way it's largely been in the past. Exactly, and I think that yeah. that is a really you know, super, superb solution, isn't it? Being able to just do it at yeah. the, the organization's pace that they want to do it in. Um, what about contact center? Because, 
you know, Mitel's had a bit of a journey with my contact center. It used to have a contact center platform from the Prairie Fire acquisition once upon a time. I know they've still got that, but, you know, they've had a few other iterations uh, of the Mitel products. But recently they've been doing uh, or, you know, selling TalkDesk and, and I believe Five9 as well. So, but then Ring Central have got a, a contact center yeah. solution as well. So, what do you think of that? How's that going to play out? Yeah, I think uh, from my understanding, this is uh, it's not well. The deal when you read the news, uh, the press release was positioned as UCAS. I, from my understanding, it includes contact center as well. And so, I think when the Five Nine Zoom merger happened, didn't happen. It actually um, created a scenario in my hope where they thought, you know, this is this is going to be bad for us, right? We're going to get wrapped. It's going to get wrapped into a competitor product. And so, from what I understand. Um, Mitel can continue to sell my contact, which is the Ron Prem Contact Center. They'll, they, they'll, and for any new deals, they'll be selling the Ring Central Contact Center, which of course is the nice and contact solution. And, um, I believe that Five Nine and Talkdesk will get, um, um, put out to pasture eventually. So they wouldn't confirm that, but I don't really see a path forward for those other partnerships. Uh, I think Ring Central is their cloud communication strategy for both UC and CC going forward. Wow, and, and, and that's effectively a nice product, uh, yes. which is equally top right-hand corner of the MQ uh, for CCAS, so. Uh, and all yeah, that. and so what it does, it opens the door for Mitel now to sell both, you know, the, the MQ leader in both UCAS and CCAS, and they didn't really yeah. have the opportunity before. And, you know, people have asked me, well, what's that really lead for Mitel, right? And and the analogy I've used, it's, it's a little bit like, um, what Dell's doing. Dell's not a cloud company, but they still sell an awful lot of on-prem servers and storage. And so this install base of on-prem that exists today, uh, it's not like it's going to the cloud tomorrow, Rob, right? We're going to have on-prem stuff for a long time. And th- I believe there's still room for innovation, right, in, you know, in this. And um, and uh, I think from a Mitel perspective, they're able now to throw more investment dollars into the on-prem stuff, and there's a lot of money to be made in that still. And so they can do that, and they can do that better, you know, I think from a, a focal standpoint, they can hopefully do that better than the field. They continue to drive innovation, which again will slow down the churn, and that lets them put their strategy for what next, what's next for Mitel together. So I think they were really caught in a bit of a tough spot with a lot of debt from acquisitions, trying to retool the company, they had one foot in the on-prem world, one foot in the cloud world. So now they can focus on the on-prem, leverage Ring Central, and like I said, there's still a lot of money to be made in on-prem. You know, you know, similar to what, like I said, what Dell's doing in the computing. And so um, it's uh, it, this should help them try and figure out what they want their next act to be. But in a, and it gives them a lot of time to do that, and it helps protect that base. And I think from a customer perspective, it ensures that in, innovation in their products continue as well. Absolutely. That's a nice segue into my kind of final question. They've actually got uh, a new leader, haven't they, at Mitel? Uh, yeah. Very recent, uh, uh, I suppose, promotion of uh, Taron Luma, the CPO, has, has moved into the CEO position. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, Mary had been in that role uh, a, a few years now, and I think the company had gone through this operational back-end transformation, and she's very good at that. I think now they need to start looking at what to do with the product side of things. 
And so that makes sense for Faroon to take that role. Uh, um, you know, I um, I talked to a couple of resellers. One of them gave me a pretty interesting quote on him. He said, he's never afraid to say the best right thing. And sometimes leaders don't want to disrupt, you know, the company too much. And, you know, they, they, they pull back from those kind of statements. But I think he is a good leader for this. I think the fact that he's got a product background actually helps this company now determine what they want to do next. And so, uh, you know, uh, I, I think Mary did as good a job as she could with the the card she was dealt and she had to write that ship operationally and she did that and now it's time for the company to start looking at product and growing and that's where some of that community comes in. Yeah, exciting times ahead for, for Tarun, as you say, and you know, certainly wish him all the very best in his new role. Um, yeah. Interesting times, Zias, but uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more on this uh, as there has been with Ring Central and the other partnerships, but uh, yeah, very interesting times indeed. But, but thanks very much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, Rob. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on UC today. Appreciated. And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a UC fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can join us using the UC News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. And our social links are in the description. So I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching. <laughs>